Yeah. What is up, everybody? We are yeah. back. Cali Connect Boom. podcast. It's been so you know long. It's been a minute. We never left. Left. You guys. We never left. We've been sitting here the whole time trying to conjure up something good. We are finally back. Episode 23, I believe it is. Episode 23 today. Yes, sir. We Three. have Cal State Bakersfield head coach, um, Mr. Luke Smith. On the line here with oh. us, so we're gonna we're gonna get into it. But before we get into it, gentlemen, where have you been, man? The sight of you, beautiful gentlemen, is a sight to sore eyes, bro. Uh, hey, uh, we've been we've been good. We've been busy. Been busy. The Greco world has been uh, been busy. Been great. Been great. Been great. Yeah, I I think is- Cal- I think we could say time out. Hold on. Um, is it okay to say that California? is a greco state it's quickly no. becoming that and i don't have no, a no, with I, that. Zip, 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 zip. greco state not quickly becoming but is but is uh <laughs> i'm not gonna I, can't, I don't have an argument so yes don't have an argument right now uh, right now it don't is be mad either just just i'm not mad it, love it and, i'm, I'm uh, happy cherish. i'm happy i'm happy for you guys dude i am happy for california i i, um, I do wish we would have done a little bit better in freestyle too though i don't yes. dude, I we only had I want, one I loss we had one loss we lost two dual know, meets yeah. the whole we, out of everything the whole tournament. One, one, yeah, the whole tournament we had two losses one in greco for yep. first place one in our semis yep. freestyle so yeah. Um, we're not far off, man. We do have a lot of catching up to do, but um, again, we only lost two dual meets that whole tournament. So, uh, but no, we got a good team, man. That's pretty good. It is pretty good considering you know we, we had a lot of dropouts um two three weeks prior, so we were trying to get yeah. There was a lot. Stuff, but, um, but Even like later, later, week, wasn't there? Later in the interview, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on and the plans that Cal USA Wrestling has. I think you guys have been talking to them too a little bit. Um, so, um, a couple of things, but without further ado, we're going to allow Coach Smith in here and then, um, get to work. And I think we have a lot to talk about after he's gone too, because of the, there's been a lot going on. So I'm happy to be back. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome. I felt like this was never going to happen again, but I'm so glad you guys are back. You guys look so darn, um, beautiful over there. So, um, yep. you guys are, uh, we try, we do our thing doing well. So, uh, Mr. Luke's, Mr. Luke Smith, Cal State Bakersfield head wrestling coach, uh, coming in with us right now. We're going to allow him to come in here. Coach Luke Smith is the head wrestling coach at Cal State Bakersfield. Um, we're going to allow him to speak a little bit about his program and and uh, talk a little bit about himself and how this spot came about. And You know, it's kind of what we do here on the podcast, kind of get, you know, some of these Cali uh, coaches, wrestlers, um, you know, past team members, national team members, uh, things like that, get on here and talk a little bit about themselves and about their programs and you know, how how being on the California uh, national teams kind of benefited them themselves and and how coaches receive that, specifically college coaches, um, and the developmental process and and what it what it. Um, we might we might get a little different perspective today. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, Luke, Luke was on a a different national team. Yeah. Not California back in the day. Mm-hmm. So. Coach, yeah. you're uh, you're 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 muted at the moment right now. Can you hear me? We can yes. Hear you. There you go. So go ahead and talk a little bit about your program, Coach, and kind of where you came from first, and a little bit about yourself. And you know, um, are you a Cali kid? Um, you know, 
that's a question I don't know the answer to. Um, I know uh, the previous head coach was a friend of mine. We grew up together um, there at Bakersfield. So talk a little bit about yourself and kind of how this job fell in your lap and, and you know, a little bit about your program. Yeah, so I'm uh, obviously Manny. Manny's the man. He's a great dude. So I'm actually originally from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Um, so it's like Northwest Wisconsin. So I had a lot of my friends that wrestled at Minnesota. And I actually did an Olympic red shirt in Greco in 04. So I'd go over and work out with Brandon Paulson. And that's where I got to meet Manny. And, and then I, cause I'd see my friends there and build a relationship with, with, with uh, Coach Rivera. And, um, and then while I was coaching at Old Dominion, he was an assistant at University of Virginia. So we'd see each other around there. And then even um, as then uh, he was at North Dakota State and obviously Fargo. So I'd always see him and talk to him there and hang out with him there as well. So that's what kind of got me here. But yeah, I, gr- I grew up in a small town, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Um, and then I wrestled at Central Michigan University. Um, had uh, did all right. I didn't get quite what I wanted. Was made the blood round a couple times, um, um, and then went on coach there a year. Coached at Old Dominion two years, and then Eastern Michigan University seven years before uh, Manny brought me down to, to California. And uh, and then he, during that crazy uh, COVID year, decided to go another another route. So they threw me in um, into the chaos and. They're like, well, if he can handle things well with all this going on, he can handle it during a normal year. So, yeah, kind of a, a long story short, that's you awesome. Mentioned Old, Old Dominion. Um, I had a college teammate that transferred to Old Dominion, uh, Shannon Slack. He was out at um, Old Dominion for a while. I don't know if you know him, but he was a college teammate of mine. Wasn't there? Uh, I was there in 2009 to 2011. So, so. Oh, okay, he's. When Chris McCotty came on his recruiting trip, I picked him up from the airport and um, actually his his mom got kind of mad at me because I was like, you know, I want to show him this nice Virginia Beach weather. I had, I had like a, a Sebring convertible at the time. So I had the, uh, had the top down and her hair got all messed up and frizzy. And, <laughs> and she was not happy with me. So I'm like, oh boy, I don't know if we're getting him anymore. <laughs> it made mama mad. Up working out, he's still committed there. I left. I left the next year, but time all American. Yeah. I still talk to Chris. That's awesome. Um, go ahead, Robbie. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just gonna say. I think he needs to get a little bit closer to the computer. There you go. Go ahead, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Talk about the program a little bit, um, and 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 where because you, you guys had a pretty good year last year. Uh, you guys are building. Um, you know, again, you were thrown in this during COVID, uh, and and as we know, being in California, COVID lasts way longer than a lot of other places around the country, especially um, in in the wrestling world of of aspects. So, um, give a little bit about what's going on right now with the program and how's it building back up, and and how you guys how you guys have been doing. Yeah, so there definitely was some struggles with uh, with COVID and just being an interim that year made it hard to recruit when you're trying to recruit guys and are telling them, well, yeah, I don't know if I'll be here next year, you know, because I'm just in an interim role. And then uh, 
and with things lasting longer, like you said, it made things a few more challenges. So there are guys that we lost that we were pretty high on. Um, but we've had some guys, and I think we just do a good job of getting the right types of guys and developing mm -hmm. them. And it, we've always kind of been known for that. Um, you know, I kind of call it having that Bakersfield grit, having just those tough, scrappy guys who are going to go out and they're, they're going to fight you. And I think we've done a good job of, you know, if I can find those guys with that type of mentality, I can, I can develop the technique part is the easier part, but it's finding guys with that gritty mentality that, um, that you can really build off. That's awesome. Speaking of one of those guys, uh, um, Eddie Flores, a guy that I used to coach, uh, in his, in his uh, youth days is up there. He's going to be a senior, I think this year, right? Yeah. Eddie actually, he, gra he graduated and, he um, um, so he, yeah, but that, that was crazy. He could have had that extra COVID year, but, um, yeah, he had already finished his degree. So I think he wanted to, to get back. Um, you know, I, I, Eddie was, you know, I, I love Eddie. He's just such a positive attitude, hard worker, just great all around person. Um, I think he had the struggle with him initially is just trying to get him big enough because yeah. obviously those 125 pounders did not walk around at 125 pounds. I, <laughs> I w had a really hard time making 125 pounds my, my last few years coming down from around 148. Um, so Eddie, that was the big thing for him is, is just trying to get him that, that extra size on him and, um, that, to wrestle those bigger guys. But he was always going to go out there and give, give you his everything. Um, he was right there in so many matches, just uh, really close to breaking, breaking through. But um, – you know, at the end of the day, he's still an unbelievable person. And I know he's going to go on to do really well with uh, whatever he has next. Yeah, it's a great family. I've known him for a long time. And um, one of those guys probably was easy to adopt. Uh, Bakersfield grit style you're talking about. Real, real tough kid and, you know, comes from a tough family and uh, really good parents. So um, shout out to Eddie Flores, man. That's awesome. Are you going to be up in camp this, this – uh... Come, yeah, who are you guys sending this year? So I'm, I'm going to try to swing up there myself. Um, we have, I know last year we had both of um, my assistants there. Um, so whether it's uh, Bryce going up there again, we're trying to, can't say anything yet because he's not set up. He's not, uh, we don't have everything set, but we're trying to lock in one more new um, assistant coach who's kind of up in that area right now anyway so we get him in um we'll, we'll probably try to get uh him him over there but i plan on stopping up there uh myself too it's not obviously not not too far away and i'll be out at i'll be out at fargo i go every i was on the coaching staff uh 2019 um went out there with our with our old assistant chad hankey um and uh but I, I usually I'll just I fly back to fly into Minneapolis, uh, go back home and then use, use one of my uh, take one of my parents vehicles and drive over to Fargo. And uh, but I, I always love that tournament. I wrestled it every every year. I went out to Fargo. I was. Uh, I placed in both styles every year, but once I won Cadet Greco one year. I was an eighth grader at 94 and a half pounds. Wow. Um, beat, a, beat, 
Todd Manili in the finals. The next year I lost to Nate Gallick uh, in, in the finals. Um, and then at juniors, I had my, uh, my nemesis, uh, old Sam Hayeswinkle. Oh, in the finals. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, man, this is BS. I'm like, this dude's number four on the senior Olympic ladder. And I'm like, I got to wrestle him in the Greco finals. And he beat me in the <laughs> freestyle semifinals. I was like, his dad was an Olympian. His uncle was an Olympian. His coach at the time, his personal coach was Rob Herman, one of the Olympic yeah. Greco coaches. I'm like, my dad grew up on a farm, the oldest of 10 kids. And the only reason he wrestled is he got out doing farm chores. And I'm yeah. like, just genetically, this is, I was, I was like, this is BS. And then Sammy's such a nice dude too. It's like, oh yeah, you can't hate him. And it made it made me even more mad. I'm like, I wish he wasn't. So then it'd be easier to dislike him. But he's, he's such a, a good dude, genuine person too. So, but, so how was that uh, for you wrestling for Wisconsin at, at the nationals, and then going and and helping with the California staff? What was what are the differences between between the two states? I think the easy. The, I mean, the biggest thing is. With Wisconsin, it's it's really easy just to take a bus over there. So the travel is, is was really convenient to, you know, it's it's not that far of a trip. Where obviously getting the and the amount of kids that California takes up there, just because of how spread out the state is, it just I didn't realize how many challenges um, that can create with how with just the size and sheer numbers of California USA wrestling. Um, so I think. That that's the the big thing is just some of the some of the logistics. It's a lot easier to get everyone together in one place for Wisconsin because you can drive through the whole state. And like when I when I went to Central Michigan um, and would drive back, it was like uh, like when I go through Wisconsin, it's like maybe three and a half hours to drive through the state. Where you know you can drive, I think like nine hours and still be in California if you go from you know socal up, up up north so it's oh you could just get to about where we're at yeah, yeah. so it's just hours. that's why i was saying it's just crazy like how uh just with the numbers and and the the size of california all the challenges that that can create just trying to trying to get people together in one place shoot you can do five hours of driving from central michigan all the way back you go through michigan indiana illinois and wisconsin you go through four states before you even <laughs> before right. you you know you get through there. Um, with that though, like Wisconsin's been a tough state for a very long time, mm -hmm. and um, you know we're trying to change the narrative of California. We were you know we're we're getting there, but um, the the toughness of our kids and and just the way we wrestle. I know that Midwest style is more of like a the grind and 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 physical like and we want to be loose and. Can you talk about the difference of what, you know, the big difference between coming from, a, a, you know, Central America in the middle of America, you know, the Midwest, uh, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, those areas to come in here and seeing the difference of the styles of wrestlers and what the adapting for a coach to actually be able to like recruit and stuff like that, because that's a big change, but kind of the two different ways of watching wrestling and recruiting the wrestling that way. For, for sure. Obviously in, uh, the Midwest, I think there is more of a, there's more, there's more like Wisconsin Greco is really big. So yeah. like I grew up to like, obviously, you know, Dennis watching Dennis Hall and, and, and even like Grunewald and, 
uh, Seraki brothers and just all these guys, even like, like I said, I was get, I was at the opportunity to train with Brandon Paulson during my Olympic red shirt. So it's like, there was a big emphasis, a lot more emphasis on Greco and just that, that, uh, so that's why it's like, you know, you, I'm going to like, even me, if I was wrestling. I was going to club you as hard as I could with my left hand mm-hmm. and punch an underhook with my right arm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so a lot of times when I, you could throw off some of those guys who wrestle in the open, if you can, you can circle their trail leg, close the gap, close club, get to the hook. Then it kind of takes away a lot of that offense that they want to try to get to you from the open. So for us, that's been the adjust because everyone, I get it. Like at that same time you had, like, I was a big at Steven Abbas fan, big Eric Guerrero fan. My oldest brother wrestled at Oklahoma state with Guerrero. Um, so, uh, Everyone, that's kind of more that style that a lot of California guys want to wrestle. And, and that's what, and you got to, for me, it's, I'm going to take what guys are good at and build a game plan around uh, their strengths. But, but the one thing we did start doing when I got here, I call it Freco Fridays, where it's like modified Greco rules. Um, so it forces them to wrestle some of those positions they're not comfortable in. So at least even if they're not going to, wrestle that style they have a comfort level more of guys try to force that style of how to defend it and initially they hated it absolutely <laughs> hate it. besides a couple guys that were good upper body like uh like like chance chance rich and some other guys but a lot of those guys like eddie did not like it at first eddie eddie's that open style he's explosive but uh eddie actually has good hits like so <laughs> So Eddie See, actually in California, man, it's, it's like, you know, it's yeah. it's real flashy, man. You said like that Eric hey, Guerrero style. Stuff. He he's trying to change the subject right now. He you're talking about oh, no. this three style Greco. Greco. He doesn't understand that that Greco is now starting to dominate the state. <laughs> yep. He's a little upset. It's Keep Freco. going because this is awesome Freco. stuff. I love it. This is awesome it's stuff. Freckle. I'm loving this. You know let's, what comes yeah, first keep in, this that, rolling in that act? Nah, that's like... what we got to do. We got to ease them into it. You can't completely change the right. So, dude, so we'll all accept like inside trips are allowed, foot sweeps, and uh, th- things like that. So, even I started letting them do s- some snatch singles so they're not standing completely straight up. So, they're respecting a shot, but not, but everything's got to be like fr- uh, fr- from, from your feet. So, mm-hmm. and I think we've got some guys that, you know, I mean, I feel like at the NCAs, I saw more big moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's becoming a lot more prevalent where you're seeing a lot of big throws and big moves. And, and for me, especially like my, one of my biggest pet peeves as a coach, if you're down by like, uh, by like five points or more, yeah. and you're shooting, you shoot a damn listen. Yeah. I want to, I want to, like, <laughs> I will lose my mind. Uh, I was like, you can't, you can't tell me you're trying to win a match. Hmm. If you're shooting a low single with short time left, uh-huh. uh, and you're and you're down by, you have to have that something big move in your back pocket. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta have something. I mean, you gotta. And I love hearing this from a, a college coach because you know we try to at the at the club levels, right, in our youth levels, club levels, we try to promote three styles no matter what. Because I mean, I be honest, I'm a I'm Greco heavyweight, wrestled top level with the Greco in wrestling, but folk style gave me that scramble ability it gave me that agility it gave me that stuff and I, so i contribute what i learned in folk style into that wrestling it, but i don't think we have enough people buying into having understanding just that what you just said you're down by five 
You need to score. You can't shooting a sing, low single isn't going to get it done. You got to take also, somebody to their feet to their back. What are you going to do? And I also think too to your, to your point, trade. Robbie. To your point, Robbie. I also think too is that a lot of coaches probably don't feel confident or you know competent in teaching those things. They're not yes, very well yes. versed in Greco or freestyle, right? So they're so focused on the folk style aspect of it all that they don't incorporate any of that stuff. So uh, if if there's some way we can kind of get that out to to the general public like hey russell freco dude <laughs> you know what i mean like you, you like russell freco you know you think about it too i mean once you start getting into into ties and and underhooks and overhooks and overunders there's a lot more stuff that can go wrong mm-hmm. so you really have to have a good understanding of, of of position and what you can do and what you can't do if you're yeah. outside and the guy's not touching you then yeah it's anybody can coach that you know, it's like, okay, move them, move, 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 fake. There's your, there's your, there's your shot. Right. So it's, it's harder to get down into the nitty gritty with all the positions and everything. Cause if you, if you mess up just a little bit, you're, you're going for a ride or you're getting taken down. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't have the the knowledge in. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, what, like what Stephen Neal was saying when he was on here is like, you have to know your path to victory. Mm-hmm. And for some guys, like, um, like some guys aren't going to be, I mean, and that's the great thing about our sport too. The great thing about our sport is there's no one way to be successful. It's like, there's some things like basketball. A lot of times you have to have certain attributes to be successful. Like I'm, I'm five, three, I've never played basketball. You don't see the Muggsy Bogues around anymore. Like there used to be, but like wrestling, like you look at, you look at Burroughs, uh, Dake and Taylor, all three very successful. All three wrestle very different. Yes. Uh, so I think that's the great thing about about our sport. And there's some guys like we had we had a guy on my on my team at Central Michigan. His name was uh, Michael Miller. He yeah. was a terrible athlete. Couldn't even throw a football. Like he he was bad. But he was going to grab your arm, grab a two on one, and he was going to run you around the mat and get you so tired you couldn't function. And then he dragged single leg. And kind of and beat a lot of guys just because and, and like I said he wasn't even a good athlete he just that what he knew that that was that was his path he had a plan and stuck to it <laughs> exactly so uh, yeah and I think a lot of that was I mean I was lucky when I was at Central Michigan we had Casey Cunningham was 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 great he was just a tough dude really strong Russell uh, really hard but he was kind of that example for us of. Uh, just just kind of uh scrapping out there just that gritty mentality talking about casey from penn, he's at penn state now yep yep, yep. Penn State. been with right. been there for a while talk about a great yeah. coach that guy's a uh un- understands the sport and and is mm-hmm. is is huge of that whole process out there um no I, I, that's that's a great way of looking at a coach and, and uh, again it, i feel even though what i for us it's even though the, the, the tutelage is not that, so we have to teach these coaches how to do this stuff. But if it starts, I've always said if it, if it can succeed at the higher levels if, of teaching Freco or adding a little bit of this spice into Greco and, and these ties and these throws, the kids are going to see it, right? Those are the kids we looked up, the younger kids look up to them. They're like, oh, I want to do that. Where can I do it? How can I do it? And then go to their coaches and hopefully they can figure it out, right? But um, I think that's a, a great mentality of, of building 
champions across all styles of sport, all styles of wrestling. You know, it's again, you're going to need all three styles. Let's figure it out and let 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 people understand you're going to need it at some point in time in your career. So learn it. So, and it translates too to it translates to to NCAA. Look at the all the kids that are all Americans. You know, the top five in the country at every weight class pretty much is on a U twenty team, U twenty three team. You know, they've been on a U fifteen team, U seventeen. Whether it's Greco or freestyle, they're all wrestling, you know, year round and Greco and freestyle and and you know it's it's been like that for a few years now. Now look at our men's team; they're going, you know, to the world championships, winning winning world championships now. And I think we, you know, besides it's it's kind of weird not seeing, you know, uh, Jordan Burroughs on the team or uh, Gilman, but I mean, besides that, besides that, the, the team is stacked, man, and. They all they are all NCAA champions and and freestyle you know world team members Greco world team members so it's awesome to see that stuff and and again it goes back to the fact that I think that a lot of coaches Robbie they just don't feel comfortable teaching that Another stuff reason. you know what I mean so it, yeah. it they kind of shy away from it and just teach what they know and hope in hopes of their kids going to qualify for state or place the state and that's kind of the end of the road for them you know but when they get to college most college coaches have these kids wrestling freestyle and. Like you said, Coach Freco, you know, so it, it's beneficial. And uh, we sat around last year at Fargo. And this is the whole origin of the of the podcast was how can we make California the best again? You know, overall, you know, we 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 talk about when we were on the national team for California, we were doubling up as Greco and freestyle champs. And and uh, when we went there, that was the expectation, you know, Um now it's it's kind of you know we're playing catch up to some states and and not not getting our best kids on so we wanted to use a platform to kind of bring attention to these things and having coaches on like yourself saying how important it is for these kids to know both styles and you wrestle freco which is actually a shirt that I was trying to bring as a freco wrestle freco but um which I think is cool man and 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 uh so it kind of leads me to my next question when you were recruiting a student athlete you know um, in California, or you know, just, um, I guess it's two questions. When you're recruiting, whether it's in California or outside of California, um, what kind of you know student athlete best fits your program, and and you know what kind of attributes are you looking for those student athletes besides being good people? Um, what I look for is, is I just think um, mentality, um, toughness. Like for us. Obviously, we have some we have some challenges in 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 resources. In some ways, like our our entire team is all California guys right now. It's um, we're the only Division One program made up of their entire team of, of one state. But that being said, there is so much talent in this state that I still have no doubt we can be. We're capable of being a top tier program. Mm -hmm. There is enough talent in this state to still be really successful. And there are, like I said, with how kind of spread out the state is, sometimes it's hard for, you know, you're not going to, there's a lot of guys who are not going to have access to the, you know, the coaching at like CYC or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's, like you said, educating the coaches. And I know I've, I've offered to, uh, it just hasn't worked out yet to do a, a free Greco clinic in, in this area because I was, you know, I was fourth at the Olympic trials. So it wasn't anything Great. That was, that was a crazy year. That was what, when it was uh, Dennis Hall, Brandon Paulson, 
Uh, those finals were absolutely amazing. Those were <laughs> epic. epic. Yes, three right there. I love that they said no time limit, and that I loved it. it everyone, everyone just oh. standing ovation, like it was. Oh, was I still amazing. any style. That's one of my favorite matches of all Ever. time. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. such a great series of of that. But it's like, uh, yeah. So I was like, I've, I've and it, you know, uh, we do we start doing some more practices, opening it up and, and doing some things, but. Um, you know, for me, I'm looking for the type of person who's just more focused on being good than looking good. All right. I think mm-hmm. sometimes with social media and everything where everything's out there in the open, kids get too caught up into perception instead of just putting the focus on being the best versions of themselves. So mm-hmm. we try to find those guys who might be under the, sometimes we're getting guys like our 174 pounder this year, uh, Albert Urias, Albert only qualified for state one time. Um, and he made like the round of 16, a round of 12. But Albert is a tough, gritty kid. He was going to go out there and he is going to compete really hard. And he beat, you know, some guys like, like Anthony Montanona, really good wrestler, had some really good wins, was in the semifinals of the Pac-12 championships against the number one seed, um, it was tied four to four in the third period. And then unfortunately he tore two ligaments in his ankle. He oh. still finished the rest of the last two and a half minutes and lost six to five. But um, he had beaten that kid before he had beaten Aishins from Stanford before I had no doubt going into it that he was going to win the conference. Fortunately, he got, he got injured, but from him being a one-time state qualifier in California, you know, he ended up being really successful, even, Shoot, Stephen Neal took fourth place. Um, one time ended up being uh, doing really well. So it's like guys who are going to come in and they're going to fight and they're going to scrap. And like I said, if they have that type of mentality, I can teach the technique. I can build a game plan around what you're good at. Um, I, I think with what we've, our results have shown we can develop guys. Um, like we had another guy who two-time state qualifier in California, never placed. Um, the, the guy who won was a two-time California state champion ended up going to Oregon state, um, who won his bracket those two years, they wrestled their senior year of college and he didn't just beat that guy, but he majored him in the dual meet. So you had guys starting at different levels, but you know, Brian, his name was Brian Batista, Brian bought in, he worked his butt off and, you know, a lot of people coming out of high school probably were like, well, you, you'll never, you can't beat him. You didn't even place in the state tournament. He was a two-time state champion, but it's about like not putting limitations on yourself and just trying to maximize every day, each opportunity to get better. And then you can surprise yourself. A lot of people like for me, I loved wrestling guys ranked ahead of me. I had that chip. If someone got recruited over top of me, I loved going out there, beating that guy, going to the corner, shaking that coach's hand, looking him in the eye and like, just not saying it, but just looking at him, just thinking like, I bet you wish you would have recruited me now instead of that guy. Yeah. It's just like, those type of things. You got to have to have your that guys that maybe didn't get what they wanted in high school, but have that chip on their shoulder. Um, like I said, you got to find those things that motivate you and want to make you better and not put limitations on yourself. Well, that's the good thing about wrestling too, is, you know, if you work hard, you're going to get better. And especially if you work smart and hard, you know what I mean? And the, the guys that might not have had the, the most success, they put the work in and other guys are resting and they're going to come out and, and beat you. And it happens, you know, especially to jump from high school to college, but it can also happen from middle school to high school. You know what I mean? 
doesn't matter who the guy is or what he's done. It's that match that's right in front of you. And if you put the work in, you have the chance to beat him. And that's that's the fun thing about the sport is you can surprise yourself and you can surprise a lot of other people at the same time. 100%. And that's the thing that I love. Like I, like I said, I always love talking to Stephen Neal just because he has such a high-level mentality. It's easy to see when you talk to him why he's been successful and everything he's done. And in his mind, I was like, yeah, he had a lot of people that always doubted him, but he's like, all right, I know I'm behind. Maybe I'm, maybe he's here, I'm here. But the thing we both have in common is tomorrow, we have 24 hours. And if I can maximize that out, those 24 hours more than him, I can close that gap. I got to assume he's working hard so it could stay the same. Or if I don't put in the work, the gap can widen. So mm-hmm. his, his whole mentality of, is that he was just trying to maximize the 24 hours better than every other guy in the country each day. So we just kind of simplified a lot of things that we probably tell our athletes anyway, but it all just came down to that. He's like, I'm going to close the gap today. I'm going to put in more work than anyone else in the country. And I'm, I'm going to close that gap a little more each day. And obviously it worked out pretty well for him. Uh, now I kind of want to stay on the similar topic, but uh, right now we're having some, uh, <laughs> some coaches in our areas telling our kids, you know, you got to be training folk style. You got to be doing this stuff. The the way you're going to get recruited is by becoming a state champion and, and doing the, and doing, you know, making it to state, being a state placer um, and, and basically saying, you know, this Fargo and duels and stuff like that is that you don't need it. You need to be focusing here. And this is the only way you're going to be making it to, to, to a college or to the next level. Um, you've been to multiple universities mm-hmm. as a coach and as, uh, you know, now head here at Bakersfield. Can you tell the importance of wrestling all three styles and, but also competing at these bigger tournaments like this in the, in, in their sense of getting recruited and for these kids to understand that. Cause I think that's a big reason why mm-hmm. we have so many people, again, the coaches don't know, or they don't know how to teach it. They don't know how to coach it. So they tell the kids this is the only way you're going to make it to the next level because that's the only way they know how to get you there. But it's not that. I think I, for me, I think the most eyes you could see that are seen on you if you impress is at Fargo. Yep. I don't think there's a bigger tournament. There's more college coaches there every year than I see anywhere else. So can you go, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. And a few different things. Like, honestly, like that's when I, my summer wrestling is when I noticed I started making the biggest jumps mm-hmm. and kind of like what Christian, there's a lot of things that carry over really well. If you can fight uh, one of the top guys in the country's gut wrenches, you can stop a tight waist chop. It's yep. the same thing. It's looking back over your shoulder, getting weight towards on your far side kind of uh, rotating into them. There's a lot of similarities. So there, there's like, if you can finish a shot in freestyle and not get crotch lifted or turn, it's about, you have to finish clean. Right, you, mm-hmm. you or, or else you're not going to finish. You're going to get scored on. So there's so many things, as you guys know, know I'm you know preaching the choir here that they need to understand that carry over really well. And I felt like um, kind of coming at it wrestling, summer wrestling. So kind of working on those things from a different perspective. I didn't realize it at the time. For me, I liked it. it felt like it kept everything fresh. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, just finished a folk style season. Now, like I look, I like there's things I love about each sport. I love scrambling and folk style. I love, you know, throwing a guy on his head. It's like when you have a guy in your back arching, it's like when the bat hits the ball, you know, it's a home run, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, freestyle. 100%. I like 
uh, honestly, I loved head pinching guys. I had a good head pinch, so yeah. I just tried to try to snap their neck. And, and, and so there's things I liked. There's things I loved about all, all three styles. Um, but yeah, I felt like as a wrestler that my summer wrestling, like there's guys I'd be having close matches with for focusing on folk style. And then I'd come back that next year and I would, it'd be, a, I'd be beating them worse. Or maybe someone else too. I'd be, I'd be like passing them up. I felt like my summer wrestling helped, helped a, a ton. And then same thing as a coach, there's things I look at um, as, as well. I mean, I, I like, um, I just think that if you're, if you're a competitor, you're always trying to look for challenges. You're always trying mm-hmm. to search out the best competition. And, you know, it's, I, I know it used to be, I don't know if it's still, but it's like, Fargo is, is the biggest tournament in the world as far as competitors. So it's it like, still is. It's what other, other thing? And it's great because I said, I'm the, um, I'm the youngest of four boys. So I used to go there. My mom was a pair. So I used to go there when I was really young and I'd be one of, I was one of the runners running uh, bouts to mm-hmm. mats. And, <laughs> and like, I remember me and um, one of your, me and uh, Kyler Sanderson were, we were the ones when Buddy Lee did his jumper up thing. We were handing him jump ropes. Nice. So it's like that. So it's like, <laughs> I've been going to Fargo since I was so young um, that like, I, I always like, couldn't wait to go there and wrestle. And I love the, everything about the, the trade and singlets and that, like, it was just a great experience uh, for me. So it's like, but a, a lot of guys, like I said, if you're not, you know, what, what are you doing to get better than summer? And it's like, for me, it's like competing. I, lo- I love to compete. So um, I like guys who, who are always, because college, you get to college, it's such a grind mm-hmm. and it's so hard. You have to love it. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're kind of a year round guy that then, then you kind of have, have to have that love for it. So I like those. I love guys that go both styles. I, I cause it's tough to go both styles at Fargo. So I love guys not trying to save themselves, go one style, wrestling both too. So. So coach, maybe this is a better question in, when you get to college, are you wrestling folk style just year round? Uh, n- no, we, we compete during the, we send guys to Vegas. We send guys to U23s. We have uh, John Azevedo coming in once a week. He's a, like technically our RTC coach going over that. So uh, we, we could, I want guys making world teams. I want guys, like I said, I did, I did an Olympic red shirt in, um, in college. Um, you know, I, I, uh, made a U23 freestyle world team, got to go to Mongolia for the world championships. Um, you know, I just think if you're trying to accomplish the highest things at the highest level, then you'll be doing the right things to accomplish things there. Like talk about like, if, if I'm doing everything I can to become an NCAA champion, then I'm going to put myself in best position to qualify and be an all American. If I'm trying to accomplish it, it was like my goal. Like I didn't accomplish it, but I was like, I wanted to be, and it was funny because when I did my Olympic red shirt, a little bit of problem with one of the Greco coaches at the time, because he, it was uh, named the older, the shorter uh, Greco coach. Anatoly Petrosian. Yeah. Anatoly asked me at the Olympic training center. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, what's your goal? What are you trying to do? And I'm like, you know, I want to make the Olympic and be Olympic champion. He's like, yeah, that's unrealistic. Think you'd be top five. <laughs> and I was like, damn. I was like, that's cold. But then, but then it lit a fire under my ass. I didn't have uh-huh. the best start. Like I lost to like Joe Betterman, lost a lot of, you know, initially. And then it's like, then, then I started like 
I was pissed to be honest. So I started training. <laughs> I, I, so I took fourth at the mini tournament and beat some of those guys. And then I yeah. he talked to me there. He's like, you need to come go Greco full time. Come here, but I make the I'm like, oh, now the pressure was unrealistic. I got to the top five now. Well, oh, that's that's coaching one of you but, know coaching. He just he, he, yeah, he right. knew that's uh, what he needed to hear. He was a mental it reverse psychology. That, uh, reverse psychology. Yeah. I trust me. I dealt with Anatoly for about seven years. I lived at the training center and dealt with Anatoly for seven years of my career, and uh, he he was a special guy. Um, so Mongolia, what year? Oh six. That what yes. Oh, so I was on. I was on that. I was my first uh, university team. I was. Yeah. I made that team. So we were on the trip, not together, because I was on the freestyle, our Greco side of things. But yeah. that was that was awesome. That was a yeah. interesting trip. Yeah. I so I took after I took fourth and did that Olympic red shirt. I came back, and I will say my after a year of going straight Greco, my leg attacks probably weren't where they should be. So Coach Borelli <laughs> was like. He's like, give me four years of folks out, then you can wrestle all the Greco you want. Uh, <laughs> so, so then I like, well, can I at least wrestle for freestyle? He's like, yeah, you can wrestle freestyle. So then I, um, yeah, made the U23 world team and took fourth at the freestyle senior world team trials that, that, that year too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like just, just compete, having that mentality. Like, like I said, if you're, if your goal is to, try to make world teams, yeah. you know, try to be a Olympic champion, then you will be doing the right things. And, and that's how I think, I don't know if it was Casey or coach, probably which coach told me, he's like, every day, every decision you make should come down to one thing. Is this going to help me accomplish my goals or is it going to keep me from accomplishing my goals? So it's like, when you just go with that, everything, decisions are easier. So, um, yeah, I just, I felt like trying to make world teams and trying to compete and wrestle against the best guys in the world that was going to help me accomplish my goals. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's great. That's amazing. That's what these kids are here too, because exactly in the parents, because it's, it's again, we have, and I mean, they're trying to do their job and they're trying to do what's best for their programs. Um, but again, I think as club coaches, we're, we're, we're not program first. We're kid first. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to make good humans, make good kids and all that stuff. And it's going to benefit your program. Um, so these coaches are like, well, I need a state champion because that's going to staple their legacy. And they push that so hard. And it's like, well, you're doing the kid a disservice. The coach's legacy. Or the, the coach's individual. legacy. Yeah, no, right. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the coach's legacy, not him, not the kid. Yep. It's going to be for the coach. And so I think, you know, I, I, I'm brutally blunt with stuff. But I don't care if you're a coach and your feelings are hurt, whatever. You can come talk to us. But it's true it's 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 we don't we go out there and we're not looking forward for what's best for the kid and i think we all three don't coach at a high school i never coached at a high school they don't coach at a high school anymore we're just strictly club coaches so we have a different view for all of it and i think we all are on the same page of we want to make good humans and if you make good humans championship will come with that and the grit the determination that you're looking for in a kid uh to be a part of your program but even even coaching at the the high school level, you know, for a team, you know, we wanted the kids to succeed because if the kid succeeds, then the team's going to succeed. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? So we were still, I mean, still kid focused. You know, nothing really. That that aspect didn't change too much. But now it's just like, now it's like well, we're going to have success. We know it. We have good kids, but it's now we want everybody to have success, not just the the kid that's the starter. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? We want all of the kids. To, to be winning medals and, and qualifying. I mean, that's, yeah, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, kind of like you guys are saying, it's instilling those values. They're going to help them succeed when they're done wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, and I, and I feel like if you can, that's what we're coming off COVID and kind of being, you know, going into my third year as a full-time head coach is like trying to build that culture of uh, kind of grit and gratitude um, where just, just like, um, and, and this is kind of what we did at, you know, at, unfortunately at Eastern Michigan, we got our, our program dropped because they wanted to spend a lot of money into building a new football facility. But um, that's the one thing I don't, I like about Bakersfield is we don't have a football program. I got to worry about, you know, yeah, that's good. That. but at, at Eastern we had, uh, and the coaches before me had kind of gotten started and I kind of came in like, so I was there seven years, but we went from, you know, not a great program to probably one, one of the lesser programs to, you know, that last year we had five national qualifiers the year before we had the highest GPA of all division one wrestling programs. We had a ranked recruiting class coming in. Uh, we kind of were doing a lot of things right. And a lot of it was just getting guys to hold themselves to a higher standard in everything they did. Not just one thing. Cause I think you look at the people who are successful, the most successful are like, well, I want to be good at this. I'm going to suck at that. I don't care about that. It's like, no matter what they do and, they're, they're trying to, if I got to do it anyway, I'm going to try to do it to the absolute best of my ability. And if you can have that mentality or, all right, weight room, I'm going to try to challenge myself and we're doing it in a safe way, of course, but if we're, if we're running, I'm not a runner. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to win every run. If we're us, I'm going to try to win that. Like, it's like whatever you do. All right. I got to go to class. Anyway, I'm going to try to get a 4.0. Maybe I'll never get a 4.0, but you know, just trying to do that and hold your, to the best you go. Then you're going to go on in life. You're going to be the best, you know, become the best person. You can be the best husband, father, you know, employee, boss. Um, it's just going to carry over. Mm-hmm. So if you just kind of, that's the biggest thing we tried. And so it's just trying to embrace that mentality. Because for us, you know, we have over two thirds of the guys we have, we have a lot of first generation college kids. And this is the great thing. And unfortunate thing about the programs that how many programs have been dropped in California because that's taken away so many opportunities from mm-hmm. California yeah. guys to have that opportunity yeah. so I'm glad that we got 30 something California guys on our on our roster um, to give them those opportunities to like I said that's like 20 guys that are trying to make something better for themselves by getting their their degree and and uh, just going through this experience and becoming better better people too um, yeah. So that, that's the bit, one of the great things about co- being a college coach. And your area, too, you guys have a, a lot of talent to pull from in that Central Valley. I mean, you guys are the south end of it, but still, your area in Bakersfield, you guys have a lot of talent. You know, just a little bit up north in, in Fresno, Selma, Clovis area, there's a lot of talent. Even you go up a little bit farther north, and those kids, you know, they might not want to go back, you know, to the Midwest where they're, it's a different – you know, different feel, something they're not used to, but they can stay local, get a great education, and still wrestle. So you guys, you know, that's a it's a it's a real a real positive for for your program. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes, you know, some because it's like that perception. Obviously, everyone wants to go Big Ten. That's their mentality. Is like, oh, I got to go Big Ten. But for a lot of guys, like, it's it might look what's best, but it's not what's best for them. You know, we have guys who have great they have a great support system down here with their family. They're not used to being, and I don't miss those midwest winters at all I'll, t- I'll, I'll take a little summer heat over i went home for christmas it was 35 below zero with wind chill and i'm like oh, oh, thank you, man. like 
How did I? I felt, I felt that? that down down to the twigs and berries right there. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> I do not miss this at all. Having to drive driving on black ice and it just being having to scrape your car and shovels to put like cat litter behind your tires because you can't get out of your spot. Hey, cat litter. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that you need to, to build traction. I'm like in California, man. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. And when, and when that, and you have a jacket on, and that wind hits you, and it oh, yeah. cuts you like a knife. Oh. Yeah. So oh. when we we were in Michigan, uh, a couple of years ago, and we were driving, and they were asking me about how cold it would get. I'm like, well, it'd get like, you know, around zero, but it could get like negative, you know, usually about negative ten with wind. She's like, Coach, what's wind chill? I put all the wind, <laughs> put all the windows down in the van. And then with the wind blowing in their face, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Put up the windows, put up the windows. <laughs> you guys got any more questions about windshield? Cali kids, so, man. Cali like, kids. And this my, goes back my... to what these guys were talking about, though. Like, I had a conversation with Rob Valerio and, and a couple other national team coaches. And and you talk about Wisconsin and, you know, Iowa and, and Minnesota. and Everything's kind of centralized for them, right? And they, they normally have their – the best high schools in their state, you know, um, bought into their, their, their programs, right. Their freestyle Greco programs, the best kids at the best high schools in those states are on their teams. Right. Um, so when we talk about, let's talk about the top five teams in the state of California, we have Buchanan, we have Clovis, we have Gilroy, Poway, and the fifth one would be who, uh, someone probably along the lines in, what's that? Is it Palm desert? Palm, Palm Desert, but I mean, yeah, yes and no, <laughs> but respectively. Um, but the biggest thing VHS was like, in there too. Uh, yeah, Bakersfield, Bakersfield, yeah, exactly. So right like, now. but back in back in the early two thousand, with two thousand two thousand to two thousand ten, right when they had Jake and you know and all those other guys on their teams, um, they were doing the freestyle and Fargo stuff. Um, kind of, it, it, the question came up about you know. Um, I think uh, Robbie talked about it in the past with Buchanan and Clovis. You know, we we don't see a lot of those kids on our Fargo or um, national teams, right? So in, in that case, if it, it they're winning the state titles, right, consecutively and respectively, the past ten years, it's been those two teams that have won that state titles, um, and those kids will go on Russell Division One, Division One, but. Um, for them, it's kind of like if it's not broke, don't fix it type of thing. So how do we get them to buy into the – we're all – all three of us here, coaches, we we, we do – we teach freestyle, we teach Greco, right? Um, and so how do we get across to them someone who's already successful in what they're doing folk style, right? I'm not saying they say no to freestyle, but – we hardly, I think we had one Buchanan kid on our, on our national, on our Fargo team last year or two years ago. Um, how do we get there them? There was to, one Clovis kid too, but I think there was yeah. only one. How do we get, the, how do we convince those coaches? You know, we all know who they are. How do we convince them? Hopefully they're listening to be a part of this and, and get these kids, maybe not all of them, maybe two to three kids, you know, Poway's body and they have the RTC. They're doing well in Greco. You know, they got the freestyle guys. I love the Poway kids down there. Um, you know, DC's bought in. He's got a lot of guys heading out to Fargo and stuff like that. Uh, Palm Desert kids are bought in. You know, they're doing some freestyle stuff. I think uh, Brock's on the world team or both on the world team. Um, but uh, just to kind of narrow it down, the Buchanan and the Clovis area, how do we convince them? How do we say, hey, 
this is what we want to do and be a part of it. Yeah, that, that's that's obviously that's a tough question. I'd be and I'd be inter interested if um, I don't know how well you know this coach, but I'd, I'd be interested for if you guys ever got one of them on the show to just kind of hear their their um, perspective, their strategy. Um, I think the I mean the, the end of the day, it's like I think it's got, and I know you know different coaches might have different um, I wouldn't say power, but but kids, but I think it's just trying to create, like, I don't know, nobody, I always wanted to go to Park. Like, that was this kind of thing. I think if you get where all the, like, just getting as many of the top guys wanting to go and other kids and hearing about how great of an experience they have, everyone's going to want to be part of it. At the end of the day, like, I mean, that that was the thing. Is just, like, I remember watching my brother. So I just always wanted to go out there, and it's the excitement's got to come. I feel like if you get, the kids just all wanting to go, wanting to do it, and wanting to be a part of it. Then I don't know because I'm sure that those those kind of those outliers that they're, they're those guys who want to go, so they have a good experience, they have fun. Then like others, like oh man, I want to go there next year. That sounds I want to try it. I want to try to get out there too. So yeah, it, it's it's tough because like you said, if you have um, if it, if you're doing well, you're having success, and you know. I was someone going to argue with that, but I, I think um, at the end of the day, it's like, if you got, I'm sure if they got kids who really want to go out and compete, they're, they're not going to tell them, no, it's going to be the, their decision. Yeah. So just, uh, just trying to maybe with the parents or do something. And I don't, I don't know the exact answer and stuff just because I said it and in Wisconsin, it's like, so my high school senior class, not, not at my high school, but class of, I'm going to date myself of O2 in Wisconsin. You had Cole Conrad, Fargo oh, gotcha. champ. You had Ben Askren was, uh, and, and Ben used to come out and train with it because he's a 119 pounder his freshman year. And then obviously got a lot bigger after, but uh, you had guys like, uh, you know, he kind of had some injuries in high school, but Willie Holst was, a, was a big recruit Fargo champ. Uh, the Crass brothers, Josh Wagner, Matt Pell, we had a lot of like our we had a really good team um, and all all of our all of our guys went to, uh, you know, a couple of my high school teammates, the Henning brothers. Joe was a mm -hmm. Greco junior national champ. Craig was a freestyle junior national champ. But we just all were excited to go out there together and compete. So it, I don't think anyone ever pushed us to go. But it's like we just wanted to go out and wrestle and, and, and test ourselves. But it came kind of came from us wanting to go. And I don't know how you can get through to, to get that excitement or get them to want to decide. I'm, I'm sure, you know, one of the challenges I'm sure is that uh, financially for us for, to take a bus over there where you have to fly here. So financially, I'm sure it's a lot tougher for, for certain, for certain people. But, um, you know, for, that was just the biggest thing is just, that was just kind of already that when we talk about building that culture, that was just the expectation is we, we want to go out there. We want to compete. We want to, Wander Russell and kind of did, you, did you start with freestyle? All right, did you start uh, with freestyle? I started folk style. I started with 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 folk style at the uh, level. I didn't start freestyle until well, I started wrestling when I was three because uh, my three older brothers, like I said, were wrestling. So they, I was get I was getting my butt kicked. I wanted to know what the hell they were doing so I could defend myself because I was they're coming. We lived in the country surrounded by 
corn fields and soybean fields. So we kind of make our own entertainment. And my brother, I was the, the smallest there beating the crap out of me. So I wanted to beg my parents to start wrestling so I could figure out what the hell they're doing to defend myself. Um, yeah. But uh, I started wrestling freestyle and probably like third grade around there. Um, but yeah, I don't, but like I said, for me, it was easy because my brothers were doing it. I'm sure if you're like the oldest in your family or if you're an only child, like um, I was just kind of following the path and I was being drugged to these tournaments anyway. And I didn't want to just be a part of it. I wanted I, to just go with, I wanted to compete. So, and my goal was to be, just be better than my oldest brother. I was like, my main goal is like, I want to, you know, that sibling rivalry is a real thing. You want to have bragging rights and that. So, um, and my, and my oldest brother won, he was a Fargo champ in Cadet Greco. Um, actually still has, he's got, he, he does have some good bragging rights because he actually pinned Kale in Greco and Cadets. So he's like, you might've done better. He's like, I, I got the best win. I'm like, well, there's no way I could possibly get a better win than that. It's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I said, it's tough for me as the youngest of four wrestlers where it was just kind of what my family did. My, like I said, my mom was one of the pairs. So we were going, to, I was going to everything and I wanted to wrestle everything. I never felt burned out because it always felt like so different freestyle Greco from folk style season. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know the, you know, exact answer to, to try to what, what the answer is, but um but I just felt like the biggest thing was we all, all the best guys in Wisconsin just wanted to go. And, yeah. and that, that was the biggest thing. I just so feel we, like we, collectively, collectively, when we go like to Tulsa junior duels, right. They have like a system, right. It's it. it and yeah. they well, know, we, I talked to one of the Illinois guys and, and who is the head cadet coach and one of the coaches for Fargo. And I said, why, why, why is it different? And he goes, because, it's team Illinois first. Like everybody's bought in. Dude. It's team Illinois first. It's one, it's yep. what it is. It's we're going, we like winning national titles. Everybody wins from this. It's team Illinois first. So team Illinois is bought in and, and you understand. And it's like, we're, we're ruthless with it where we'll sit there and we'll tell guys, Hey, no, hey, you might've been brought on the trip, but he's better. He's going to go in <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, we're going to share time. You're going to get to wrestle. No, they bring the guys they need to bring. And everybody on there, it's like, hey, they let them know. If we all, if all we win a, if we win a team, not if we win a team title, we're all going to win. Like you win, a, you're a national champion. You are part of the team. So I was going to bring this up afterwards. I, but uh, well, I, I agree. I, I mean, I 100, I 100% agree. That's kind of where I, where I come from in this whole thing is like, hey, you know, how can we get these kids to buy in and care about it more than we do? Because Robbie and, and Steve and I talk about how, you know, how much we want to, not us in general, but just as a state, we want to, we want to go there. And I tell them, I tell this story to a lot of people. It's like my first year in Tulsa duel, uh, junior duels was two years ago, not this past year. No, we were about to wrestle Ohio. We were walking by and I heard the coach tell the kids, Hey, we're wrestling California. You know, and and the kids like started cheering and shit, and deep and started cheering. Right? <laughs> um, Another one. And, uh, <laughs> they started cheering, and like their their mood changed. It wasn't like, oh man, we gotta get ready to go. Like it was a different type of like. And I felt like, what the 
Are you serious? And 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 uh, so I I don't think we ended up we didn't win a match. We didn't win a match that that round. And I was like, man, it's just different. It never I never remember when I was on these teams, people laughing that they were wrestling us. It was like, all right, we got to get ready to go. We got some hammers now. Mm-hmm. We had we had well, guys let's ask like. Him. I mean, we got a guy right yeah, here. How did Let, you feel? How did you feel wrestling California, California when you were? Well, I wrestled some tough dudes from California. Well, I, how old? Uh, what year? What year did you graduate high school? Sorry. Oh, two. So head. I was like, I split with Nathan Morgan. Nathan Morgan. So I'm 01. Yeah. Oh. 01, yeah, 02, 05. I, I beat Nathan the first time. And then uh, my senior year, I, I lost to him there by a point. But he was he was tough. And I don't know how, like, he was so tall and long. Like, I don't even know how this guy's at my weight. He looks like he's going to be like two weights heavier. And now, and obviously, he's from Bakersfield, too. So I'm just like full circle now. But uh, I wrestled uh, even like Cadet. Cadets, like there was a guy like Joe Strew was a strong mm-hmm. little Joe's awesome. a Greco dude, was, man. Love Joe. Yeah, he was he was strong, he was tough. Um Silver Creek. But oh, um, uh but no, there I definitely wrestled some tough, some tough uh Cali guys at, at Fargo. There were some good some good guys back then, um for, for sure. I um, mean even don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we don't have good like those yeah. guys. Anymore. I'm just saying, like, I want to appeal to those the best in the state. Like, hey, we get on this team, we're doing damage, dude. We're, we're going to win a national championship. We're all bought in, and we're going to go do some damage, you know. And um, that's kind of you know, the platform we want to use through this. He just came off the trip, though, Coach. That's why he's, that's why he's all spicy right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, real quick, you say you listened to the Stephen Neal episode. You say you yeah. listened. Ask him. Uh, and now I know you're a Wisconsin but he's not guy, a Cal- yeah. <laughs> but you are a Cali coach. Do you have a top five, top 10 greatest California wrestlers? Let's get into this Cali. You listened. We gave it to the Steven. Cali connect podcast. I didn't. I, I listened to most of it, but I did. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but I do know, I do know my rest. So California, any like, there's Any no criteria. Overall, just okay. California wrestlers. It does, yeah, criteria. just in general. That's there's all no. That and we'll get, hey, just because you're not from out of state. Well, oh, I, I still, you, I still know. We'll know give you a top five. Wrestlers. We'll uh, give you I, a top five. It's an example. I still know my wrestlers pretty well. Well, um, like I said I grew growing up like Abbas was. I loved watching Abbas. Just he was such a dynamic scorer. Like he was so entertaining to watch. I tried to wrestle like him, and then I realized there's I can't wrestle like. That's easy. <laughs> that. Not um, many people can wrestle like that. No, no. There's certain things. I mean, I took some things, but a lot of it, yeah, you can't you can't do. Um, so yeah, I definitely put Abbas in there. Um, I would put um I know I'm kind of a I guess a Cal State homer, but I'm putting Stephen Neal in there. Mm-hmm. Um uh I would put the Schultz brothers. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think. Too. Give us uh, one more. Notice he has no Greco guys. Oh, that's well. Some of the guys I didn't know if they're from California or not for 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 Greco. Um, smile too much, Chris. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you know. Say, uh, if, hey, you say, if, if we would have said, if we would have said the nation, if we would have said the nation, he would have put a, all yeah. the guys. He would have. What's put your all guys, Greco your guys? buddy? Yeah. What's your buddy that you keep trying to get on? Adam Wheeler. Adam Wheeler. I was going to say one guy who I think is one of the most underrated 
wrestlers um, of all time is Joe Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. He still yeah. has the record for most wins in a season, most takedowns in a season. Um, he was, uh, I think, a world silver medalist, was an Olympian the year that they they boycotted. He was a, uh, a national champion. Um, but he was, the dude was just, the guy, I mean, in his, they did have no, tech, we have his, our national championship brackets in the hallway. And um, Joe, Joe was winning matches like uh, 26 to four, things like that. So there was no tech fault, no, no limit. Oh, wow. So he was, he was just like, yeah, he was just taking, he was scoring all kinds of points. It was yeah, he's down to this area. I think Joe, but we, we do have a, one thing that is kind of interesting that we found out, I think, I don't know if it was flow or someone did a study and Cal state Bakersfield has produced the, it was like the eighth or ninth most world team and Olympic team members of oh, all awesome. college programs. So it's kind wow. of a little interesting fact there that. Let's keep it rolling coach. Yeah. Well, we're trying to, we got we're trying to get some guys we had. I, I do think there is a lot of potential though with the talent in this state. If we can, like you said, you got to get the buy-in, but even like, you know, chance rich um we trained him for a while i got he took fourth at the senior greco open just because weight class wise it made more Mm -hmm. sense and chance really like he's an unbelievable athlete strong good hips but um he was and he was beating some some good guys um he took took fourth at the senior nationals that 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 year but he's uh just kind of finding those where, where he was a really good athlete he just kind of needed to develop and he's a guy too. He was eighth at the state tournament, I think, his senior year. He's been made made the blood round and uh, round of sixteen, beating multiple All Americans. And like I said, you just got to kind of find those. You want to get the buy in from those guy from those top guys, but then there's also, like I said, just just straight numbers game. California's got so many more guys that if you can build where you can develop the, these other guys, they just need if they had the right situation around them and you know, you could, you could get them to be successful as well. But I definitely see, cause I know, I think when I, I think we took third in Greco when I was on the, uh, when I was on the Fargo staff and like a lot of those guys were still like so raw in Greco. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you could, if they had the right kind of situation around them. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take that much to, to win it. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, hey, we know you're a busy man. You probably have some kids to go out and recruit, but uh, I don't think we, uh, we're going to hold you. We, we talked for an hour, yeah. so we, we appreciate uh, you so that's much. That's always our last uh, question. On. That's always our last one, but we really do appreciate yeah. you hopping on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said we'll see you down at, uh, in Fresno? Uh, yeah, I'll Up be for yeah. you, down for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Fresno, Fargo, I'll be, I'll, I'll be at both. Nice. Looking that's forward awesome. to it. Looking forward to meeting with you, seeing, talking to you, and uh, best of luck on the recruiting trail. Um, and hope you guys get some uh, world team members, man. That Freco. Yep. That's awesome. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Appreciate Thank you, too. Coach. Thank you. Coach Luke Smith, Cal State Bakersfield head wrestling coach, man. Awesome interview. Thank you so much, Coach, for your time um, once again. And uh, hopefully we get you on after you have your uh, next world team member. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is he going to have the same? Oh, there he goes. That was sweet. That was cool, man. Coach, that's my first. I think I've met him a couple times. I've never really had a conversation with him, but 
That's pretty cool. I, I didn't know he was a Minnesota. Was he, wait, so did, was he a Minnesota guy or Wisconsin, Wisconsin guy? Wisconsin. Okay. But so he where so, he lived in Wisconsin is like on the border of Minnesota. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So he said, well, part of the story a, was a lot of those. He flew it to Minneapolis and then would get a, his parents' car. Yeah. So I thought yeah, it was yeah. from Minnesota, but so a big a, a big thing with Wisconsin is that it's like that Minnesota Wisconsin like mini because Minneapolis is on the border, that Minneapolis area that metropolitan and then like just on the opposite side on the Wisconsin side is real gridlocked with good wrestling and then down in Milwaukee, and it's kind of like the farmlands in the middle. Yeah. Um. So those are like they're always a tough out, man. But they're 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 they. I love wrestling those states because it really puts us to the test, man. You know those. It really those does. Top. I don't, especially in freestyles, like we're, we're so good. We're doing so well in Greco right now, you know, and then the, 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 this is the thing that upsets me. Can you say that again, Chris? Hold on. No, no, no. I'm being serious. We're doing so well in Greco right now. Okay. The thing is, is that when we get to these tournaments, the kids are always like, I can't wait to wrestle freestyle. And then we always take, we always take 10th place and eighth place. So I think this freestyle. is what's going on, Chris. And I've, I've and talked, I, 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 not to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. Right. But all I right. literally Let's was just it. talking. I was, um, <laughs> don't be all sad, Chris. I literally just had this conversation with Melinda and Jason um, because the girls were the same way, right? But I think it was opposite because they've never wrestled. Well, hold on. Let me cut and, you off real quick. You guys are okay, go freaking ahead. light years ahead of everybody, Greco, dude already like there's there, the girls it's gonna take so yes it's gonna take so long for them to i only do, did a 45 minute clinic what are you talking about i know that uh, but yeah but we did we see here. in the matches bro <laughs> we did it's gonna take here. them so long to to catch up you know what i mean in the greco aspect that you guys are so far along when it comes to girls greco dude it, it, it's it's amazing but go ahead and not to point. contribute but uh i think I, well okay i'll go I'll come back to that, but a lot of that too is Melinda, though. You know, one hundred percent. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shout that out to her real She's quick. She's like, "Hey, we're doing Girls Greco this year. We need your help. I want your help." Yeah. And she's like, "I, one of you is coming with us to duels. Yeah. One of you is coming." And so that's when we hopped on. But what I was saying was this: is the girls they were light years ahead of them. And I agree with you, but they put our boys and girls put so much weight on the freestyle. They don't want to mess up. They don't want to. They want this is what we're good at. This is you know, and they think that when they go and wrestle Greco, just it's like fun. they just have fun. They literally just have fun and enjoy it. Like oh, it's uh, not their style. It's not their style. They, they it's don't not want their, if they lose in Greco, 100%. it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Like, I, oh yeah, I lost right, in Greco, whatever. but then they all win in Greco. Yeah. yeah, and they start losing in freestyle, and they start to choke a little bit in freestyle because yeah. it's it starts to become that oh my gosh you know everybody's judging me on freestyle no one cares about greco but then also too like even the girls they're like greco's really fun you know and they start I had two enjoy. girls from my club that were greco all-americans yeah Saxon, like, it's mm-hmm. they you know it's 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 a big deal and it, it becomes fun for them and um i think because they take it so lightly and and they're so free and so like whatever that's why we're doing better in greco right now yeah these kids so, have to understand that it's a sport and we can't put so much on top of the freestyle. I watched it. I witnessed it with the girls. I wasn't so much of the boys, but I witnessed it with the girls. The girls would go out there and they're, they're yes, they were wrestling good competition, but they would be winning matches, winning matches, and then make that, they were, they were too tight, make that small mistake yeah. and, and end up losing. 
right? Like, so Roberto like, oh, and I, whatever. we talk a lot in Beach Week because he's a freestyle guy, right? So we, we talk a lot about, you know, what it is we want to be good at, right? And and that it's consistent from, it's the same things from last year and it's complicated, mm-hmm. man. I'm all good, okay? Have your belly slide, underhook, lippity-dippity-do, single leg, whatever it is that you do, bro. Keep it in your back pocket, right? You're going to need it sometime or some sooner or later. <laughs> You're laughing. I always make some weird name up because you always find some weird name on the internet for something that kids are trying to do. And uh, and all these, I, I go back to this all the time. I'm not making fun of everybody. It's the perception of what what people see. You know, it's the bouncing around. It's the you know flipping of the hair. It's the you know uh, whatever the case. Not trying to attack when you're down and there's a minute left and you're just kind of sitting around playing with your hair. One hundred percent. And but there's right now we're trying to find a nucleus of, and it's 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 not different than what was. Last year, we can't score from a front headlock. We can't. It's a resting period for our kids. It's like they want to rest there so they can stand back up and take a their half-ass shot and and not score and then get to a scramble position and end up losing that position, right? Instead of just trying to find an angle, chase down butt cheeks or ankles and score, go behind. But I get your two. Looks super cool. Isn't that so, what it's but, about? There's it's another one too. Cool? You know, it's 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 the, the other one we talked about was like knowing. Um, you know, passes. We get we get, we put kids down on passive calls, right? Passivity calls. We put them down, and and we can't score. You know, and then going into like uh the match versus when we lost in Greco, even in Illinois Illinois beat us up, but we had opportunities to win matches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we put kids down, couldn't score, couldn't lift, couldn't gut, couldn't do anything, right? And those are times, even in freestyle, in my opinion, where if you put a kid down, you're scoring. You cannot yeah, you not score be. in a passive, right? It's one zero. You should have the um, the mindset of I'm win- I'm about to win the match. Like that's the only on thing that you, have I'm only turning time. him. Yeah, that's, so that's this is cool. this is a cool moment. This is a cool moment that I had with uh, Laird Root uh, at Junior Duels. Shout out to Laird Root. That guy's a dog. But um, he he put a, he was in a tough match. Put the kid down. Put the kid down. And he he turns to me. And goes, I'm effing turning this kid, coach. And I'm like. Oh, I love that dude. Hell yeah. It's on top of this kid, dude. Boom. Got some three times, six points, dude. Match is over. I was like, yeah. Nice. Love that kid, dude. That's, That's the mentality be. that you should have, whether it's one or two turns. You got to turn that guy because that changes the complexity of the match. Guess who mm-hmm. might, might be going on passive call next time? You. Yep. So if it's 1-1 one, one, and he turns you, now you're losing 3-1, right? So yeah, instead of it being the, the other way. If he's winning. Exactly. So it it... it I think there's it collectively there's things that we need to identify when we get a hold of these kids and say, hey, these are the things we need to be consistent and good at. And when we do that, we're going to win a lot of matches. We're going to be hard to beat. But if you don't do those things, you've seen it all before. You're going to lose the All-American match. You're going to lose that blood round match. You know, not everybody, but I've seen some heartbreak matches dude, mm-hmm. based off those particular positions. You know, so It happens every year, every year, I mean, every year, kids- man. We had kids there last year, you know, in the quarter. Yeah, and, you get and those are things that we really right? want to hammer away. Like I was talking to Robbie at, at, at Tulsa, and I'm like, never, when we went two on one against, I forget who it was. It was uh, Illinois. He was watching the finals match, right? Every mm-hmm. time we went uh, two on one on Illinois, they counter with the opposite side to him when they were grabbing the elbow and kind of grabbing our wrist and kind of stalemating us in this two on one, right? 
And our kids couldn't counter it. They, they didn't know what to do. It was just a stand-up position. They're, they're postured up, and they're just kind of battling for position, leg position, and no one was kind of moving. They weren't pushing and pulling, and they it froze them. And we, we kept getting to that two-on-one. The kid would counter with that far side elbow and grab a wrist, and then just kind of posture and hold and hold and hold, and then stop it and restart. You know, so um, easy, easy situation to fix. Yeah, well, he was pointing out some things, and and uh, but uh, again, it's it it goes back to like you know I think for us to be collectively, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, successful. Uh, successful. Yeah. Uh, it we have to be good together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and these yeah. kids have to buy into what is the Greco coaches are saying. And what the yeah. freestyle coaches are saying, because yeah. it's not coming from our butt. It's coming from yeah. notes we take on matches yeah. and things and we watch. We don't just show up and like, I'm a national team coach. Here I am. Yay. Win, win, win. Score, score, score. You know no, what I mean? That's not like, how we did it? <laughs> I thought that's so, how we did it. I mean, it, the people who care about this state and, and the California wrestling, we put a lot of time into watching these kids in these matches what we're up against, you know, and I can speak for myself and I know I can speak for these guys um, that, that when we're coaching your kids, if you guys are listening to this episode, okay, if it's coach Chris, coach Robbie, coach Steve, and I can probably speak for a couple other coaches on the staff. If they're being coached by us, you're going to know that, that we're not just there because they're good or because we know they're going to win or because we don't, because we want to look good. Right. Is that the case? Right, we're we're going in there with good, the so I'm good. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I got I got think I got you beat. We're going in there for the, the best. <laughs> we want the best outcome for your kid. You know whether even just took the hat off. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Shout out to your barber. Who's your barber? Real quick. Don't, 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 my boy, my boy, my boy, Brad down in Livermore. Yeah, Brad. That was that was a clean up. Stay on your point, Chris. Stay on your point. So. We're not so in their they, corner because we want to look good. We're there because we want what's best for your for your athlete, your child, your son, your daughter, right? Well, whoever we're coaching, we're not there because we know they're going to win. We're there because we've, we've done some studying. We're students of the game. We learn as they learn, and that's why we're here with this platform. So that's what we're trying to pass on through this platform is that, hey, there's a formula to win. Right. There's coaching tactics as well as athlete tactics. And so we're trying to force that as a state so we can be champions as a team, not just individuals, but as a yeah. team. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's not going to be when when we do this, we're not going to look at each other like, yeah, this is us. Great job, yeah. Robbie. Great job, Steve. <laughs> I did that. You know what I mean? We're going to say, kids. Awesome job, dude. You guys did amazing in listening. You guys did a mm -hmm. beautiful job listening to instructions and let, telling us and, and telling us what you wanted to hear back. So we're encouraged for you guys, and let's keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? So uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of where we come from, and I think you guys can attest to the same thing, right? Of course. Yeah, we're not the ones out there wrestling. We're just on the on the side standing behind them. We're there to help them and, and get them to where we, we know that they can be. And that's, you know, that's our job. We're, we're going to do all the stuff on the outside, understanding the rules, understanding when when to throw a, a challenge and how to approach the officials when we throw a challenge. I mean, that's something that Robbie and I have, have worked on for the, we started that, I don't know, it's been like two ago. years. Yeah. It's not easy. Like we, Even no, still, you can still study, right? And yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, we're trying oh, to get better just as the kids are trying to get maybe better. Maybe not Robbie. You know, we're, 
we're we're always trying to improve because you know we Robbie's holding we, it. He's throwing it. We expect a lot out of the kids, but you know the kids have to expect a lot out of us also. You know, it's one hundred percent. We're up for that challenge. Ways. So, and I and, and Robbie always talks at camp too. You know, like we expect a lot from you. You know, mm-hmm. and we try to hold up our end of the bargain and say mm-hmm. we expect you guys to expect a lot from us. You know, yeah. get, get, get whole, ready for the whole thing. The thing is, this is it's, and we know this. All three of us know this, and our and we have a great, we have a excellent coaching staff right mm-hmm. now. I really do believe it. Yeah, they're all great. People. Uh, they're good people and, and genuine people. But our careers are done. We're in our yeah. coaching career, and 100%. we're just we're just a Sherpa trying to help these kids reach the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I, they they win the national title. They do it all. Mm-hmm. I'm again, like we both y'all said, and I'm not going to repeat it. Is we're just there to support. Mm-hmm. I'm there to support your child. I'm there to support your kids. We're there to help them as best as possible. If I can help them with my knowledge, I'm going to give them all my knowledge mm-hmm. for that for everything they can do to win to get to the top of the mountain. And that's it. It and um it it's I think it's very difficult for coaches. Again, like we were talking about with Coach Smith, is these these coaches are. They they do it for their career, you know. They claim them like, hey man, if if we we t- I said it the other day, if if we have guys go here from the CYC and they go win a national title, everybody that's in here within this room, working with that guy is a part of that guy's national mm-hmm. title. You know what I'm saying? It's he won it, yes, he holds it, but we've all put in for him and we've all worked together. And this is what it's all about. It's about building each other up. And again, we say it all the time and we say it, it's building good humans. And that's what, I mean, I learned, I learned how to, I didn't grow up with men in my life. I, I met, well, I, my dad, sorry. I didn't grow up with like my sis, like I had sisters, my mom, right? A lot of women in my life. And when I came to CYC, I just, we talked about this the other day. I just, these were my brothers, right? And then it grew when I went to Fargo. And then when I got to the senior level, Right. And, and even my high school team, but my high school team wasn't for me, it wasn't that close. I didn't, I had some guys on my team, but CYC was my team. Mm-hmm. Fargo was my team. Mm-hmm. Cal, team California being on the trip for Tulsa, you know, yeah. and then and, and, and building those relationships, going into the trenches together against other states, not other teams in your area, other states and then other countries. Right. Mm-hmm. And building off those processes and and, and it's about building good humans and giving those examples. And down the road, it turns out to help people in the world, not just you for them winning, you know? So but we're, we're kind of like close, we're closing in on uh, all of our California college coaches. Yeah. We have Menlo left, we have Stanford, right? But yep. we also want to get you kids on. We want to hear what you kids have to say too. That, I think we should. Know, Try to get yeah. some kids on for Fargo. Like when we go next next when we week. Go. When we go next week. Know, we'll get some yeah. kids on the show. Um, yeah. Some of the team captains, right? Boys and girls yeah. team captains getting on the show. Yep. Our kids are bugging us that. all the time. Coach, coach, when can we be on the podcast? <laughs> when can we be on the podcast? They're always bugging. Hey, real quick, I got to give a shout out to uh, your boy, um, Manny, uh, Martier. Manny Martier. Yeah, he. He doesn't want to think about it like this, but he's a dog. He yeah, he, he had some tough ass matches, dude. And yeah, he, he did. Unfortunately, yeah. one of our other thirteen pounders went up. Um, 
and, and to a different weight class, and he was our only guy on our A team. Um, and I, I don't know if he feels this way, but I kind of felt like he might have, and I never really addressed it. But um, Manny, if you're listening, you did not lose us that duel because he no. was the last <laughs> match of that match. And if you would, I appreciate won, you doing. I I appreciate won. you doing that. But you did not lose us that duel, man. I'm telling you right now. Okay, there were some matches that we lost that we should have won. Um, so if you feel that way, Manny, don't feel that way, buddy. Uh, all love. I don't think he does. He's he's a he's a tough guy. He's a tough kid. You know, he's yeah. he's really calm when he wrestles too. That's the that's the, the thing I like about. Doesn't him. He change. Super calm all the time. Doesn't he's change. just like he takes direction really well. I mean, he's he's at the Olympic Training Center right now. Yeah. Awesome. He's Good. The, great uh, for him. Doing, dude. doing one of the. Camps, I know it's so. late in the day. We recorded late today. These guys got a different schedule right now in the summer. We're trying to find a day that works. Um. Well, we only got us. about one. One or two more weeks of this. One I mean, more, I think. Uh, yeah, one more. And then we'll after be after from... next week, we'll all be in Fargo. Yeah, so, I'll take my then, camera. You know, we'll... It's compact. It's not large. It's very small. I can bring mine too. Like this big. We just need, and it zooms out very much. But, um, but yeah, man, I I don't see Robbie here, but I'm gonna uh he's start segue segue now. Going on at the CYC uh, today too, so he's, that's uh, good, man. He's well, talking to our boy Blake about some stuff. Okay. Uh well, this is episode twenty three. Um, with the coach, uh, Luke Smith, Cal State Bakersfield. Again, coach, thank you for being on. Great conversation. Um, and we're looking to get uh Lowe, coach, um, the head coach. Um, I think you guys know him pretty well, right? Uh, we know him a little bit. Oh, okay. He wrestled um, with one of my buddies. One of my okay. buddies. What's his last name again? Joey Martinez, right? I think it's Joey Martinez from Menlo. We want to get him on, and then we got Cal Poly, Sororitas down at Cal Poly. Um, and uh, so, but um, yeah, this is episode 23. We're heading oh, out. Oh, we're done? These guys, yeah, these yeah. guys got a lot to do. Oh. I got a lot to do. Um, oh. tomorrow, Sorry, guys. Wife, I had to go talk to someone real quick. Tomorrow's my wife is having me my 40th birthday party. Ooh, my birthday's birthday. not till August. I'm but... surprised we didn't get the invitation. Real quick, because but, uh, we got on a different track, though. I wanted to shout out the girls' nationals for winning the first yeah, ever uh, Greco-Roman national tournament. I got to shout out uh, T- California real quick because they were the ones to give us the opportunity to early. Five years ago, they started doing Greco, girls' state Greco. And at the duels, Melinda was a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Melinda is 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 one of the biggest contributors of why we're so great mm-hmm. uh, in 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 women's wrestling right now. So, uh, I'm, I'm I'm I was just proud to be on that team with those ladies. Um, congratulations on your national title for the girls winning the first ever Greco girls junior duels. Awesome, dude. that's amazing. I and I have two All Americans. So shout out to Miss Samantha Sachs. Yep. And uh, Miss Allie Phillips. Allie's I heard they might they may have a new favorite coach. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with that. I, I'm not. I'm not. The mom said that too, and I was like, look, I I, I don't care. I I'm here. I'm just a small part of this, and, but it, and I'm all, I'm going to give you every all tool three that you are together. So it comes together. But I, she just came back from Iowa for the Iowa camp, uh, elite camp, and then. Um, Allie's headed out to, to Fargo camp and uh, she'll be going to Lourdes in, in um, Ohio. So shout out to her. I'm Coach Chris Lopez, LWC underscore 
Coach Lopez underscore and at Legacy Wrestling Center. Um, and then these guys are. We throw here. <laughs> we underscore throw <laughs> underscore here. I am RTDS Greco. I RTDS am also Greco. CYC underscore underscore official. Uh, and then you can also catch us at the Connect Cali Connect underscore podcast. podcast. Also, one last thing before I cut these guys loose, I also have my brand new 501c3 nonprofit. If you want to go to Instagram yeah. and follow that, it's Legacy for Youth Foundation at Legacy for Youth Foundation. Check us out. Let us know what you think. We're uh, looking for sponsors and donors for 501c3. Um, we're really excited about it, launching it. Uh, launching that out to the community and, and getting involved in the community. So we're already really excited about that. And I'm going to see you guys next about a week. Next week. Right? Going to Chile. Yeah. Then I see you. Bye. Right. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs>